Hey, you all. Welcome to Active and Connected Families. I have great news, mostly news that's for me and for my family, and that is that I can finally, finally start working out again. Because of my surgery, and all of it went well, you all, um, I wasn't allowed to work out for six weeks. And that meant no running, no lifting, no swimming, none of it. And I learned so, so much from those six weeks. I just wanted to share some of what I learned with you all. So first of all, without planning a workout and putting it into my calendar, I didn't put anything into my calendar that was completely for me. My days became all about taking care of other people and all about just like responding to other people's needs. And it seems like for me, a workout represents time for myself and protecting the time just for me. So without it, I was more reactive, more disorganized, more more overwhelmed. And I don't think it was because of the endorphins. I think it's because I was really oriented towards other people all of the time and not even giving myself an hour to be oriented to me. So for you all, I think what that means is whatever that hour is, there is power in just saying, I'm taking an hour just for myself, whether it's a workout, whether it's uh, listening to a book, whether it is walking and talking, whether it is drinking coffee on your porch, whatever feels like you are protecting some time just for you, it's really important. And then the second thing I learned, and this is truly ridiculous, I'm embarrassed that I'm saying this, but I know for you women who grew up in the 80s, you'll probably get it. Um, I don't care about my weight at all. I've worked super hard to learn that the number on the scale isn't a representation of me as a person, but truly that was work that I've done over the last decade. And I will say that I lost five pounds after not working out for six weeks. Now that doesn't mean that I felt good. I actually felt really, really terrible. My pants were getting tighter. I could feel my muscles shrinking and my body composition has definitely changed without lifting weights. And you all, I've always heard that muscle weighs more than fat, but I have never ever experienced it so clearly in my own body. And I just want to share with you or maybe just think about how much I wish I had known that in my teens and my 20s and in my 30s. It would have saved me so much stress to see that what I weigh truly is not a representation of how I feel. So I'm back to lifting, y'all, and I'm already feeling so much stronger and so much more like myself. My clothes are fitting a little bit better. And truly in two weeks, I have gained those five pounds back and I'm so happy with it. And it's just so disorienting from what I did for the first four decades of my life. So I just want to reflect that to you. I'm also reflecting it to so many teens just because, I don't know, I want them to know that it's true. So now that I've talked all about me, um, at least now I can give you all some more therapy greatest hits. And today I'm going to be talking about how we should be talking about our feelings how we should be talking, getting our kids to talk about their feelings, and probably most helpfully to everyone are the common mistakes that I see folks making in my sessions. Everyone wants to do it right, but there are just small nuances and small shifts that we can make in order to be better at talking about our feelings. As always, if you like this podcast and want someone else to hear about all my thoughts about not working out, just kidding, subscribe to our feed. And you'll never miss one of these Greatest Hits podcasts again. 
Um, Okay, y'all, I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Active and Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Dr. Amanda Sovic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. I've spent my career providing family therapy and supporting high-achieving mothers, and maybe even more hours with my girlfriends trying to figure out how we can all feel more confident in our work and our relationships. And you all, there's one thing I've noticed. We're all struggling in some of the same places, and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually use. So on Active and Connected Families, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis, and me chatting with my therapist friends about how we can all feel a little more active and connected in our lives. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something that'll help you become a better parent and maybe even person. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, everyone. I start every therapy relationship with the question to my new clients, how do you feel about being here? Meaning how do they feel in this moment, in the room, in therapy with me? And I do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, it sets the tone for talking about feelings pretty early on. You know, we are in therapy and I love to talk about feelings. So I kind of make that known from the get go that that's what we're doing. It also gives me the opportunity to validate whatever the client tells me and lets them know that I'm going to be okay with whatever feeling they give me. Um, So even if they say, I'm so mad at you and I am annoyed with you, it gives me the opportunity to be like, okay, that makes total sense. I'm so glad you let me know. And the final reason why I ask that question really at the beginning of therapy is because it gives me a lot of insight into my new client's skills around talking about their feelings. And the skill of talking about feelings is really important because we all know that it's essential to developing a healthy and fulfilling life and healthy and fulfilling relationships with others. The ability to talk about feelings clearly is related to closer relationships, longevity, physical health, stress reduction, just feeling better. And honestly, that's why we are bombarded with this information in middle school and high school and colleges around using I feel statements. And I say that it is a skill because truly I can teach it to you and you can teach it to yourself. And I do spend a lot of time teaching how do you talk about your feelings in therapy because it's a little bit complicated. It involves accurately reading the physiological, the physiological, y'all, the physiological signs that our bodies are telling us. So the signs like an increased heart rate or butterflies in the stomach or your face getting a little red, and then relating those physiological signs to a specific description word in language. And that word is used to accurately give you a label for what you're experiencing and also communicate that label to the people around you. And at a higher level, even when I ask that question at the beginning, I love to see if people have learned the skill of holding two emotions about the same event at the same time. So kind of saying, I'm anxious about this and I'm excited about this. The exact same, the exact same event and having two different emotions about the same thing. So in a best case scenario, if I ask someone how they're feeling at the very beginning of a new relationship, 
I would get something back like, I feel anxious because it's weird to open up to someone new. And I'm hopeful that maybe you can help me. So they're saying, I feel anxious and I feel hopeful. Honestly, in this situation, a dream world would even be something like, I'm annoyed that you talk a lot because I do. And they're reading the room, right? Um, And I'm annoyed that you talk a lot. And I'm mad that my parents dragged me here. I truly, truly don't care what the feelings are that folks are giving me. But I learn a lot if I know that they're saying, I feel feeling word. So I feel mad. I feel angry. I feel sad. I feel worried. Really, do they have the skill of saying, I feel and ending that sentence with a feeling word? Because what I have found honestly, way more often than you would ever expect is that when I ask folks, how do you feel about being here? Someone will say something like, I feel like my partner is just going to rant about me, or I feel like this is just something that I have to do, or I feel like you are going to, I don't know, I feel like you are going to help me, or I feel like you know, I'm, I'm missing school. So it's really, I feel, and then they're explaining a situation. And so I really know that they haven't quite mastered the skill of, I feel feeling word. And that is really, when we're talking about feelings, it's a lot easier if we can really hone in on the, on the, I feel feeling word. And I guess say, not only does the kind of, I feel dot, dot, dot into an explanation or an accusation or a story. So not only do people do that with me really early on in the relationship, then honestly, that's kind of normal because they don't know me that well. But I also see people saying, I feel, tell a story. I feel like you when they're talking to their partner or when they're talking to their friends or when they're talking to their kids. Really, it's hard for folks to say, I feel feeling word. And the place I see this the most, kind of the I feel dot, dot, dot into something, is when folks kind of want to make an accusation towards another person, but they want to do it softly. And I'm I'm saying this with true and total love. So a wife might say to their partner, I feel like you're stressed about work, and that's why you aren't working out. Instead of something like, I feel worried that you aren't working out. I was even just listening to a podcast with John and Julie Gottman, who are like the relationship experts, and how if you're noticing that your partner is fighting unfairly or they're using a lot of criticism, which is what they call one of the four horsemen, one of the things that really can be detrimental to a relationship. If you notice your partner is criticizing, you might want to say, you're criticizing me. Or if you want to be a little softer, I feel like you're criticizing me. But even that is saying, I feel in front of an accusation. And so really what you want to say is, I feel criticized, right? Criticized isn't exactly a feeling word, but it's closer. And you can say, I feel anxious or I feel ashamed when you say it that way. So really owning your own feelings. We always get into trouble when we are kind of telling people what to do. And so you take the power back when you're owning yourself and talking about your own experience. So I feel feeling word. 
And truthfully, I do think that all of these missteps in talking about feelings are all coming from a great place in ourselves and a great place in society. I think society has done an excellent job of communicating the idea that it's okay to have feelings. It's really important to talk about feelings. This is how you get close to people. We do know the health benefits about talking about feelings. But I think that we have gone the first step, which is saying, I feel accusation, I feel story, which is awesome. We need to be able to learn how to close that loop and finish it with a feeling word. I feel anxious, I feel worried. So now that we know that this is a very common mistake, and and y'all, it's one that I make all the time. It's one I made probably very consistently until I was like 40, which is only two years ago. And even now I still make it because it is a hard habit to break. But now that we know it is a common mistake, what can we actually do about it for yourself and for your kids? And ultimately I say your kids, because I'll be honest, a lot of teenagers really get into talk about talking about their feelings. They love to talk about their feelings, and I love that about them. And if they are going to kind of really lean in to talking about their feelings, let's at least teach them how to do it right. So I feel feeling word, right? Let's, let's embrace where they are and give them the skills and tools to do it in a way that's going to help them forever. So I think the first step for yourself is if you notice that you're getting into this pattern of saying, I feel like you, or I feel like this, if you notice yourself in that pattern, just say, huh, here I am. You know, that's me. Look, I'm doing it. And honestly, just noticing it is half the battle because you now you know you are in a habit. And now that you know you're in that habit, you can start thinking about ways to doing it ways to do it differently. And we don't have enough time in this podcast to really talk about what could be getting in your way. If it's truly just education, knowing that it's important to say, I feel feeling word, just being aware is going to get you there. Some other options would be mindfulness or really just knowing what feeling words are. And you can Google kind of feeling wheel and see a whole bunch of feeling words. And, and there are books that will help you do better at talking about your feelings. Um, but if it's truly just an education thing, like, huh, I didn't even realize I was doing that. I hope this podcast helps. And if you have kids that you would like to be a little bit better about this, I think it's really important that you teach them the skill accurately. So with young kids, I would really just set them up for success. And at the end of the day, you all have heard me say this. I just say with my kids, like, I felt worried about, I felt scared about, or sometimes if I see one of my kids a little bit having a hard time, I might just say like, huh, how do you feel right now? I feel worried. And we really just lean into the, I feel feeling word. It's a part of what we talk about and a pattern that I teach when they're young. Now, you know, my middle school and tween and tween boys are not totally into that. I don't have a great strategy for them right now, but I do have a really good strategy for the older teenagers. And by the way, I say I don't have a good strategy for my my younger boys. It's just too much for this podcast right now. But for the teenagers who are embracing this I feel culture, but they're not finishing it with the I feel feeling word. Honestly, what I would do is I would just 
own it myself. I would come home one day and I would say, oh my gosh, I just heard this podcast and it was talking about how so many people in this world say, I feel, and then they tell a story or I feel, and then they accuse someone of something. And I've realized that that's a habit that I'm getting into and I really, really want to work on it. So I'm going to work on that. And I don't know, what do you think? Is that something that you do? Now, your teenager may or may not embrace that, but at least they're going to be hearing about the idea of finishing the sentence, I feel, with a feeling word. If you really want to lean into it, you can. I've had clients truly put like a piece of paper on their refrigerator that says, I feel blank when you blank. And that's just a reminder to everyone in the family to use that pattern. I feel blank blank. And that's a feeling word. Sometimes I'll put in parentheses around it, feeling word, just so everyone gets into the habit about it. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about how can parents show their kids they're really listening and how can we reinforce it when our kids do talk about their feelings in a healthy way. And, and cause that's actually a, a large part of this, but we got to get everyone set up to talk about their feelings in the best way possible. Okay. Y'all, I hope really just noticing that I feel feeling word and just noticing that in your life is going to be so useful for thinking about how you communicate and how you help your kids communicate. Thank you so much for listening y'all. I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and share the Active and Connected Families podcast if you found this helpful. And if you or someone you love are interested in therapy, you can find out more about our practice at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. Again, that's www.virginia, all spelled out, therapy.com. Thanks again.